Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows and movies and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Eisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hello. Today, Delaney and I will be discussing the latest episode of Comedy Central's Moonbeam City. Uh, the episode is Lights, Camera, Reenaction. Uh, we are, you can find out everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. And, uh, as always for this show and Rick and Morty, this podcast net may not be suitable for, uh, younger audiences, much like the show we are discussing. And you, we may or may not be continuing regular coverage of Moonbeam City. We'll discuss at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. I guess, but, uh, we do, uh, Rick and Morty and other, uh, animated adult and you know more children shows if you're interested in that at overlyanimated.com so let's get into uh this episode of moonbeam city uh delaney what did you think of lights camera reenaction it was hysterical it just it was so absurd and i loved it it's definitely absurd that's for sure and it was just i don't know it was just funny <laughs> and just, i don't know dazzle was less annoying somehow in this episode also what? i just thought it was funny that we had like the um, like the cop reenactment show, like that was really funny. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, this is, I, I think overall, this is like a bad episode of television, but it still has merits. Oh. Like, um, like narrative wise, this is all over the place, what and it narrative? moves. <laughs> what narrative? Yeah, and it moves way too fast, and like it's not. Th- like this is kind of typical. Of episodes this... rave. At what? The episodes rave. Yeah, and it, like after it, you, you, these shows typically tend to like move these fast through like absurd numbers of plots, but the problem is when the audience is, can't can't keep up and there's like no logical connection between anything that's happening, um, which is I think what happened here. Like we start off at this children's rave, we get into this cop show, and then it turns into a uh, the main plot of the episode, which is um, Dazzle like going like super like the whole uh no one can understand my art type plot right that's kind of the main thing happening and there's it's i don't know i didn't think it was particularly funny either (laughs) that's the thing i don't know like there's we're gonna go over the one-liners and there's like at least 20 great ones (laughs) but uh i guess for some reason i wasn't into it enough to find it super uh you know super humorous um which is i mean it's like i don't know i guess individual lines were funny but um just overall, I don't know. It was like I liked the first episode better for sure, uh, and it's yes, definitely. I would, I would agree. It's it's weird that this is the second episode of the show. I, the AV Club actually reviewed this one. I don't think they did the first one, and it's it's this is such a weird second episode. I, shows like this tend to do this where um, they just like jump right or like fully in right away. Uh, and it's like we're getting these type of crazy things without having established, you know, what the show is and what the characters are and stuff like that. And we did that in the first episode, too. Like, the, this first episode, like, five minutes of, you know, solidly who are the characters. And then it went into this dumb mall plot, right? And this is the problem is – one of the problems is that this is, like, the same plot as last episode, kind of. Um, it's – there's a lot of – it's not the same plot. There's a lot of similarities to it. And I don't – Yeah. I think it's less successful, I guess, as that one. I'm not sure, though. Well, that one actually had, like, a narrative. This is, like, made no sense. And it was just, it just seemed like gag after gag. Which is fine, I guess. You know, I mean, yeah. that's one of the things I want to emphasize. Like, I talked about last week how pilot episodes are never good. But this was, I thought Moving City's pilot episode was good. This one, uh, but that applies to the first few episodes of the season as well. 
And I'm not really look, watching the second episode of the show expecting it to be good. Um, but I, 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 I'm looking for that like potential type thing um, that I might enjoy future episodes. And I think that was definitely there. Like we're going to go over some of the, you know, great lines from this. And there are a lot of them. And even though I didn't think this episode in itself was particularly intelligent, like it was kind of just throwing tropes around without, I think, actually like here's the difference between this and Rick and Morty. This is like parody and Rick and Morty's like satire. Um, yeah. And this feels like much less uh, intelligent, even if whether it is or not, you know, Um, it doesn't seem like it's commenting on anything it's doing. It doesn't seem like it's um, it's just all played for laughs and like there's nothing else there. uh, Yeah, not much, not much substance to the kind of narrative that it's taking. Uh, Like it like I've I feel like I've seen this uh, thing that they do with Dazzle like several times before with the whole um, no one understands my art type plot and i'm not sure if this actually is a plot line but it, like this is like a typical narrative that has been done i can't remember things right now but it like it feeling familiar is um like it means it is familiar that, that's kind of I've, I've i've talked about that before but like if you even if something isn't stereotypical and tropey if it feels like it is then it's like just as bad uh and i also yeah. think this might actually be stereotypical and tropey but uh it like and it does it and it's kind of clever in how it does it but it doesn't do anything that seems interesting with it no i mean and even then you don't even really like see we don't even actually see the his film or anything so it's kind of like it didn't matter in any way see it a little bit at the end but yeah they don't know, they don't really yeah, comment like, on it beyond it just being like graphic nudity and the director's got right yeah and um, everyone just being like, what did I just watch? Yeah, and to a certain extent, we're kind of over-talking this episode, I guess. that, Like, on one hand, I think a lot of the listeners' reaction right now is going to be, okay, it's just supposed to be dumb and funny, right? Um, but on the other hand, the episode is trying to do more than that, and I think it didn't succeed. So I think we should talk about it trying to do more than that. Um, like, we shouldn't yeah. just be, like, recounting the 20 best one-liners from the episode, but we'll also do that. <laughs> uh, like, I think that yeah. that's kind of discounting the effort that the show is putting in and it's not getting there right now but it very easily could in several episodes uh I, I think strategically they should not put this one second i don't know if this was the second produced episode or if they just aired it second but um this one's like i don't know if this is one of the like a lot of times new shows uh networks like stack the best episodes of the new shows in the front if they don't have to air them in order to try to get people into it and I hope that this is not one of those, one of like the best episodes. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah, but you know, it, it's I, mean, I could see this being one of the like funniest ones. There's just a lot of Probably. lot going on here, right? And that I mean, that seems like what that's what Comedy Central would do. Like, let's play the funniest episodes first. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, quote unquote funniest. I didn't find this as funny as the first one. There's more jokes per minute, though. I guess if that makes sense. Yes. Which isn't necessarily always jokes a great strategy. Like the the problem with um throwing in constant gags is that you don't give anything room to breathe and like i didn't feel like i had time to really appreciate any of the more clever ones and laugh at them because then the next one was already happening so i think that that's yep. maybe a good uh sol- a legit thing going on with the show like rick and morty first i think has accomplished this better like it has a lot of stuff going on at once but i also feel like its stuff is spaced out enough Yes, well, overall, not necessarily lately, but overall. Yes, I mean, and it's better episodes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, 
get into specifics, I guess. So what a weird place to start in, in this episode, in <laughs> the 8th Annual Moonbeam City Children's Rave. What do you think of this concept? One, it's really funny. And, like, you know, we were talking about it's just, like, humor. It's not really satire. But at the same time, like, it's kind of funny how we, like, have programs and things that don't really do anything. And a lot of times we do things that are counterintuitive when it comes to kids and stuff. And, like, children, the concept of a children's rave is just is just hilarious. I don't know. I, like, are you are you giving it too much credit? Is it is it that well? I, I out? might be. I might be. I mean, but they came back to it at the end. I mean, it wasn't a children's rave at the end, but I don't know. Like, was just, it? Oh, was it not? No, I don't think it was children. I mean, they had the, the guy there. I don't. I don't remember seeing the audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was that kid who like kicked him. I don't know. Later, we learned that uh, that uh, Elizabeth Banks, um, pizzazz is like mandates the. Or I don't know if she's yes. personally doing it. Mandates no, mandatory tried, children's rage to try to cut down yeah. on on juvenile delinquency in theory. You know, it's kind of a funny concept. Yeah, um, it, it it is the beginning is like much slower. Uh, they don't really try to jam that much, and like the only real one liners I think were the kids' ecstasy and the real ecstasy, which I don't oh. know. That's <laughs> there's not much to that one. And then uh, Dazzle says after. Well, who's there? Uh, Chrysalis is there, and then Dazzle tells Dazzle to take a chill pill, and Dazzle says he has 40 varieties of chill pills, which I thought was, like, the best one from the beginning. Yeah, I um, agree. We meet Odyssey, who is the top sky dancer in Moonbeam City. What is a sky dancer? <laughs> sky dancer. So great. This is very similar to, I feel like, the unpronounceable names of last, last uh, week's yes, episode. It is. That's why it seems kind of similar. It's kind of a similar thing going there. Um, and in terms of Dazzle, like, be, taking up, like, a manager role, even though he's, like, a director here, right? It's kind of similar concepts. Uh, later, uh, later, Odyssey is playing the role of Chrysalis. And uh, she said, yes. she says she loves how uh, how much of a badass her character is. It's so funny. Uh, and then even later than that, she's with uh, Rad, right? So she's kind of all yeah, over this episode. Rad. And then... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, in a, Odyssey seems okay. <laughs> she's like not. Yeah. She, yeah. She seems... Well, it's, I mean, it's funny that like she's like throughout the episode. Yeah, I guess that's that's right, good. One of the better narrative elements. It. Yeah. Um, we have this whole thing with Dazzle. With the only thing that can ruin the vibe is if I start questioning it, and that's like I guess a device <laughs> to get him outside, and then he freaks out over that. that. Was so funny. Yeah. I, I could see, yeah, I could see people like that one a lot. Um, then we get, okay, then we get the crime zappers. Like, it's not uh, funny from, like, a panic attack perspective, but it's really funny from, like, the whole hipster don't question the vibe thing. Okay. And then getting upset about it. Like, I yeah. thought that was... Then we bring in the crime zappers narrative with Vex and Mullery. Um, Probably what, the best part of the episode. You, you like the crime zappers element the best? Yeah, it's great. What do you like about it? Do you like the constant puns? Yeah, the constant puns, and then, like, it's really funny because we have, like, a cop, like, the show is a parody of a cop, like, of 80s cop shows, and then we have a parody of another cop show in the parody of the cop show, and I just really appreciate it. Here's, let's let's talk about that. This is a good time to bring it up. Um, this show is supposed to be a parody of 80s cop shows, and both of the first episodes have not been about cops. <laughs> they have been about... No, there are, I was about to say that I was like, da- like, what does Dazzle even do? Like, I thought he was a cop, but no. He, both of these episodes have seen Dazzle venture outside of uh, the Moonbeam City police force, right? So the question is, is this, um, is this just going to be what the show is about, 
or is this just the first two episodes that we've seen so far, right? Um, Maybe he'll actually like do something. Well, yeah, like, it's not clear whether this is intentional. Like, uh, the AV Club review talks about this and how... And uh, the AV Club review talks about this and how it's like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which I'm not super familiar with, but... I'm vaguely familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, And I guess, I mean, we'll see. Like, it's not clear whether we're actually... This is actually going to be a cop show or not, right? Um, Yeah. I think that it might be smart to ground it in something. So, because I feel like these plots have felt pretty outlandish. Um, which might work with better, <laughs> pretty outlandish, you know, just two insanely absurd things happening in both episodes. Um, but I think it might, it might work better with better, um, once they're more comfortable with writing the show and stuff. But um, at least the first one had more of like a cop element. Like there was actually a criminal. Yeah, that's true. There was definitely a criminal in the first one. Yeah. And I feel, I don't know. I feel like some of the most successful things the show has done, like with, uh, like in this episode, we had um, Pizzazz not do, really doing anything. I didn't think she was particularly funny or interesting. But in the first one, the scene with her and uh, Dazzle and with the typical, you know, uh, whatever, the the fake sexual tension between them and stuff like that. I thought that was really successful. Yes, I agree. So it's like if you take Dazzle outside of the police force, maybe you're hampering the other characters. Um, Red... I mean, definitely. Well, it's because they just appear... Like, I mean, well, Rad exists to... Rad, this was the best Rad episode of the two, for sure. Well, yes, definitely. Uh, But I think maybe, like, like, Chrysalis didn't do anything super interesting here. She was, I mean, she was just commentary, she didn't do anything. Yeah. It's it's like, I don't know, maybe the show shouldn't have both Pizzazz and Chrysalis as, like, straight men, like, you know... Yeah. Because Pizzazz was more in on the jokes in the first one, and here she was just, uh, you know, like, what are you doing? Not all the time. Yeah, and it's kind of, and, like, hopefully it's not like that old, I mean, they can make it funny, like, if Pizzazz is like, oh my god, again. Yeah. But I feel like, like, I definitely feel like the further and further we get from, like, doing cop things, the less interesting it'll be, because it'll just be, like, so absurd, and then, like, I do think the further you take Dazzle from the police is, like, that's, it does, it does um hinder the other characters like mm-hmm. a lot especially pizzazz because like that's pizzazz she's the chief of police like it's her function yeah i think pizzazz would be hurt if, if the show continues with this but i mean i don't know i don't know like, we just have to see where it goes like we'll see what the third episode is yeah. if it's a cop show or not a cop show you know uh crime yeah crime zappers it's so it's such a weird thing to like randomly i feel like this takes should take a little bit to uh, like ease our way into the fact that you have the people from the cop department watching the cop show and being into it and stuff like that like it's it take like I'm, i I came into this episode thinking okay this is you know a cop show right and this is completely not so um maybe it goes too fast towards its absurdist plot line this time um maybe this would have been successful if the show really is just never um them actually doing cop things then maybe it would t- it, this would be more successful later in the season um we had the crime zappers thing. It's every family's worst nightmare getting murdered, which is pretty good. The Chasta. Yeah. Then we have the dog or whatever saving them. Um, Rad coming up. Rad coming up to Vex Mallory. Did you ever get my fan letters or the death threats after you didn't respond to my fan letters? I laughed at that. Yeah, that was one of the best ones. I think. Uh, it was also funny because like they were like 
talking about the family was like getting stabbed and then like in the reenactment they had a gun which i probably should have been a hint about how this episode was gonna go oh, okay yeah maybe i was I, did, I was too unobservant to notice that one um with the whole thing with dazzle wanting to do the reenactment uh it's i don't know then they go on shot to, they go on set to shoot it and then dazzle's unhappy with that and then he wants to go to it on his own, right? So that this all happens very fast. Um, you could what what uh, good lines are there here? Uh, man, yeah, the, man, we already talked about the mandatory childhood raves. Yeah, yeah. So I think and then like the we have a four hundred dollar budget. Yeah, which seems about right based on what they're doing. One yes. take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that seems seems realistic. Uh, Rad trying out for Dazzle's new directed one. Um, oh my if, god, that was, that was rad! If you wanted to be involved, you should have just asked. Can I be involved? Nope, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That makes you think no, that Dazzle's like that. actually intelligent, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the big debate for this episode. Um, we we're talking to uh, patron Shayna about this on our Facebook page. What's uh, is Dazzle actually competent? That's I think one of the big things we need to explore here because. Um, Jaina thought that Dazzle was like not very, uh, sympathetic. And then maybe one of the, um, one of the reasons is because comparing to Archer, Archer's like actually a sympathetic, or actually a really competent main character. Um, Dazzle, however, just seems really dumb and kind of abrasive and stuff. And like, he doesn't understand, he, at least Archer is like intentionally like being a dick, right? Dazzle's just kind of (laughs) just a dick. Like, does this episode make you think that Dazzle is more or less competent than the first one? less less really why well like one like he knocks the kid out with when he opens the door and he's like you're you're charged with 13 counts of whatever you did and then he said like i'm like mr stupid enough and i don't know like he i mean maybe in some aspects he seems more competent like he puts things together really well and he like gets things done it just never works out right I'm I'm starting to get the impression he's like like when thirteen's accounts of whatever you did. I don't. That's just him intentionally not caring. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I feel like he's. I'm starting to get the impression he was that also he's, like he was also high out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, but he can be doing that and uh, you know be aware. I, I, yeah, but I don't, this episode makes me think that he's um, you know maybe competent, but you know just is intentionally trying to do things that interest him like a board well, i definitely think he does care but i do i don't necessarily think he's like super like i probably think he's less confident than you do this this remains to be determined for sure but uh yeah. he directs this whole movie i mean come on yeah, no i'm saying like he gets things done i just <laughs> it just never goes right like things just go terribly wrong okay maybe there's a difference between competent and uh intelligent maybe he can be intelligent but yeah. not competent Yes, that okay, might be that's possible. We it remains to be seen though with with Dazzle. Um, yeah, we talked about Odyssey's Steen ceiling performance as Chrysalis. Uh, what do you think <laughs> of the thing that uh, Dazzle's riding on his camera rig? Huey, <laughs> his camera Segway. Yeah, it just, like, seemed, I just it was great. Seems very eighties. Um, this eighties and very um, Dazzle. Very Dazzle. I agree. This kid is only twelve, and he's been working for twenty six hours straight. Uh, and I want Hurt someone really to get this dead child off my set immediately. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that so was great. Terrible. I, I love that one. <laughs> it was a really good one. 
Then when the level that was the last straw, like you've been murdering actors <laughs> all day. It's new dazzle to set after uh, the guy gets crushed. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, like we just you have these explosions. <laughs> this is not necessary. Then uh, Pizzazz, I assume, tells Dazzle he's finished, right? And Dazzle uh, says, "No one tells Dazzle Novak when to finish, except the thick calved woman." Dazzle Novak sometimes hires to do that. I laughed. That was a good one. What a what a line! I don't know where to go with that one, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. that. Might have been. I think that's a top five one. One line yeah, for that episode. That was pretty good. They they call me Mister Stupid Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Typical Dazzle. Uh, so then he goes second, I guess second act. I think he goes to find the financer for his new thing after Pizzazz pulls out Zephyr Agamemnonian. Um, what so do you think good. of Zephyr? It's great. Like he's like the Greek mafioso, whatever's going on. Whatever nationality yeah. he's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have the whole thing with uh, he was apparently a movie producer. None of his movies made money, though. He got all his money in the war. Um, he, he, he Dazzle wants him to finance his thing and he's like yes but you have to take my stepson uh, who's <laughs> strong back calcified forehead like movie star you have the whole broken English thing yeah what do you think of, da- of uh, Zephyr's stepson I don't remember his name I don't either it was, I thought it was funny when he came and he was like dad and he's like don't call me that yeah um, um, I just he's just there he's just huge he is huge, yeah. Nothing's pretty like, distinctive what? about him. I don't know who voices anyone in this episode. I should, I tried to find it, but I couldn't find it. Because um, you assume someone's voicing Vex Mallory and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Now we're in the desert. This is what I'm talking about. It moving like really fast. And um, the set. Yeah, he's like, because those are, those are his two conditions. He had to um, shoot in like the deserts of. So now we're in the deserts of the Stan, wherever they're shooting. And. Uh, the set moves off, keep going, it's just locusts. Um, the desert is our set oh. now, and then they have a montage. That reminded me of last week. They're like the desert montage, you know? Yeah. No, I really did like that when he was like, the desert is our set now, and then the music. When we cut the wheel loose, it's you will you run like hell, because it will crush you. <laughs> what is this giant wheel which he needs for perspective, apparently? How yeah, did they no, get the giant was, wheel? Like, just, who knows? How do they get anything? Like, they're in the desert, like... The, cle- the, uh, the the clever thing about this is that they just have uh, soldiers as their crew. Yes. Uh, do not fight the rebels during the take. I know you're in a violent struggle for your homeland, but we need your hustle. That was That's very good. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they could have explored that more than being a little bit. I thought that was a really good concept. I don't know. It's it, it moves very I fast like... through that. Um, yes. Oh no, money. I mean Zephyr after he gets crushed. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Promise me two things, and his fingers are gone, which I thought was good. You will finish this reenactment, and you will bring Zephyr back to life. <laughs> and he's like, unless I can find a cure for crushed body. <laughs> Good line there, yeah. And then he even's like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fair. Um, now Dazzle's back from the desert, and he's fat. So this is something which I don't understand, because there's this kind of undercurrent of Dazzle gaining weight throughout the episode, and I don't think yeah. it makes sense to the audience. Did you... Un- like I this mean, is the first time I noticed it. Well, I mean, it makes sense from like a like making fun of like the whole director thing and like yeah, it's like is it the director thing or is it that he's um like gone from the force so now he's eating um because like when because like uh, Chrysalis when he's like Dazzle, you're back and your friends are both so fat, right? 
Um, and like, that's yeah. a clever little line, I guess, but I don't, under- I, I didn't see any, I don't remember when I, when that happened, I didn't think, oh, that makes sense based on what happened before. Right. It just is no. just suddenly he's fat to me. Yeah. It just like happened. Yeah. So I think that. And the beard, like, I think it was supposed to be, he was kind of supposed to look like Zephyr. Like that's what I got out of it. Yeah, I guess. I, I feel like that was unsuccessful. I'm not sure what they're going for. Really, I there. agree. I don't really know either. Um, and and the only it, thing I guess is like going for the director, like he went full director or whatever. Yeah, and like even if that's what they're going for, right? Then it's just we're just guessing. Uh, it doesn't yeah. make sense. To us, I don't really, know. You know. Yeah. Um, it's the sixteen dedicates the screening. That's what they're doing there to the sixteen crew members and two editors who died during this reenactment. And may their ghosts haunt this movie, but in a good way. Like people will watch again to see if they can see the ghosts. That was absurd. It was what even. Um. Okay, then they have the movie screening that, which involves putting the 3D glasses on and off, based off of uh, that was flashbacks. That was good. Um, dream sequence that. on and off and on. Yeah. Uh, the dry he says the director's cut is the real version after it's like two seconds. Yeah. Uh, but which, now I did enjoy that line. That was funny. Yeah. The, the that's I mean that's kind of the thesis statement for the yeah. <laughs> for the episode is the director's cut is better, right? <laughs> that's just what they're going for Pretty throughout much. the whole thing. Um. Rad is on now, though, and it's all your reenactment with um, the liquor store. They have no idea what's in store, but puns within the thing. Rad has candy his little... kids raid a liquor store like yeah. it's a candy store. And I was like, that was the worst pun ever. I didn't even notice the puns before that one, but then I was just, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's and then Rad bad. has this whole rap thing. Pizzazz produced it. Um, Mm, yeah and the whole conflict and stuff like that no good one but trying to point out the one-liners there um so now he's dazzles somewhere else and pizzazz comes or chrysalis comes up to him long time he's in the mall he's in the mall really oh wait i might be ahead no no no. he's in the car or whatever and then yeah yeah i don't know where they are i don't know where they are are. long time no see cinnamon you saw him yesterday and my name is chrysalis that's the closest thing she had to like a funny thing that she said um again with him being fat i fight my shame and food mostly cheese like i I don't know it it doesn't i don't know and now he's working at a shoe store again (laughs) i don't understand um when Brad comes in and he wants to try on the lady's shoe. Oh, just like, wow. Yeah, interesting. Brad is the weirdest character. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Rad. you could make a solid argument for Rad being more sympathetic than Dazzle in this episode, for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, but then the whole thing with Rad didn't do it. He brings berry chomping rhinos uh, to distract from the new screening. And... Rad is just such a pathetic character. The story of Rad Cunningham, we've been had by a cunning scam. I'll... Okay, and then the whole Rad... Okay, here's the question. Is this the funniest part of the episode? The whole, like, what actually happened to Rad when the robbery happened? It went on for too long for me, but I guess so. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like it only gets funny at the end. Like, I don't think it's good in the beginning. He fell down the open manhole. Um, how is there footage of this part? Sewer cam. You know, I liked that part. <laughs> I was, the footage this I was part? so I scared. That. I pooped in the poop and some of it got in my mouth and I kind of liked it. Like, I don't know. I, I, I that, that, that's like, uh, I don't know. I just. Shaming people for weird things. Know. Eh, not, not, not crazy about that. 
I don't know. Parts, I mean, parts I, of that were definitely funny. Yeah, no, parts of it definitely. Yeah. And then I was just like, what? And then uh, because of that, they'll show the uh, Dazzle's full thing. All 20, 258 minutes of graphic nudity fully restored. And Chris is like, this version is better, Dazzle. Well, I did like that they were like, let it be known that Ryan Cunningham killed the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that part. And then the stinger, I guess. Uh, they have the rave for Vex Mullery. Uh, yeah. And then the the stepson is DJing, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's all. Oh wait, no. The notable part is um is uh Chrysalis saying I'm and Pizzazz comes up. I'm feeling a very harsh energy from you, Pizzazz. Like kind of <laughs> touching her really and stuff. Fun. So here's yes, the thing: is this the ultimate ship, Pizzazz and Chrysalis? No, I immediately I was like, <laughs> <laughs> powers activate. Like, that's the, ol- it's the only thing I've close to cared about. <laughs> Right, in yeah, the no, show. No, I was like, oh, wait. And I'm like, there's something here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, trust me, I was on top of that You were on top of that one, yeah. Like, hi, hi Chrysalis, revealing her true feelings towards Pizzazz. Yes. Yes, let's, get, let's go for that. Although I don't trust the show to handle it well at all, so let's maybe not go for that. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not a good idea. Okay. Um, any other good things you can remember from that? I just thought like this all happened because some kids stole a bike and then like so many people had to die in this reenactment of Do you think that uh do you think that this is too like crude with its uh violence? I mean in comparison to other things no, but like it's it's getting there. I guess. I don't know. I'm so like desensitized to these things. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily the de- like the uh, decent. It, I don't mean like, is it too crude for sensibilities? Like, um, I mean, is it like this is such a, t- a typical thing from these types of shows, right? Uh, just yeah. violence humor, right? I mean, we got that from last this week's Rick and Morty. Is uh, the punchline for everything is violence? So, like, is it not? Is is it just too contrite? Um, just having too many violence punchlines, I guess, is the question. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think. Well, the most violence that was in the first one was, like, referenced. But then, of course, you know, the guy got impaled. So, I mean, in in comparison, it's not, like, it's obviously gotten worse. But... We'll see. I don't don't think it's too bad here. But there's definitely some uh, just crushing people punchlines. Yeah. Um, Which, it's not, again, not that I'm saying, oh, this is, you shouldn't, violence is serious business. Um, Because, you know, all morals are off with these types of shows. I'm saying that... uh, it's it's uh not it's too overused um and i think yeah. that's a legit thing i mean they have a few talks about it so uh but i don't think that i mean the main things for me with this episode uh narrative wise is just all over the place and not logical connections and uh move too fast it was just really fast and confusing mm-hmm. and i mean it was funny yeah so like the av yeah i i guess i don't know the problem was i wasn't like laughing that much but i i, I do think a lot of these one-liners are funny um navy club gave this a b minus i'd probably give this episode a c minus uh, yeah, I'm really surprised they gave them eyes. I'd expect them to be lower. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people. I would probably will... give it a B. Mm-hmm. Maybe people will be higher on this. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. Tell me what you think of this. I mean, it was definitely funny. I think. I, I am. The main thing is, I still think the show will be good. The question is when, um, and that's the relevant <laughs> yeah. question in terms of will we continue regular coverage of it? <laughs> Should we continue? Um, because it's, it's going to depend on how much traffic this one gets. But uh, 
the last time we talked about this show is definitely our least listened to podcast in a while. So, I mean, it's not surprising. It's a new show, but. Yeah, it's a new show. No one knows what it is. We'll see how many people listen to this one, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I'm Dylan Hayes, and that's Delaney Stovall. Um, you can find everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, Shana, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Amy, Andy, and Jamie, a.k.a. Hey, nephew, Mitch Cordell, University, Beatrice, Exchange, Buzz Like You're in Mailman. And I think that's the fastest I've done that, so that's good. Yes, record. <laughs> record, going for the new record. So uh, thoughts on continuing this regular coverage, Delaney? I think you're, you're you seem pretty pro this show. You know, I enjoy it. It's really funny, and I just '80s things are great. So mm, yeah. I'm here for this, and the music yeah. just consistently. Is the music great. is very good. I mean, they have an actual, and it's just a beautiful yeah. thing to watch. Also, like, as in, like, it's like the animation is great. Yeah, I think the, I think because of like you raved the, the, about earlier. I think because of the plot direction in this, there wasn't the animation wasn't on as much full display as the first one. Like, there's no cityscapes and tough stuff like that, but. uh right. You know, theoretically, we won't be in uh, Uzbekistanian or equivalent deserts the entire time. So we'll see. We'll see stuff. I'm interested to see if if the show. The main thing is, is the show going to actually be a police parody or not? That's the, the main thing I'm interested in. Seeing. I hope so. So I guess we'll see next week and the next few weeks. So last thoughts? No. It was good. Yep. There you go. Thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.